welcome to this instalment of Herbert Smith Freehill's Future of Consumer series. My name is Leah Watterson and I'm a member of the Disputes team based in Melbourne. Today our focus is on class actions. Across the Asia-Pacific region, consumer sector entities need to be cognizant of the ever-present risk of confronting a class action. While not all jurisdictions in the region have a class actions regime, numerous jurisdictions have some form of collective redress mechanism. Those that do have a class action regime continue to see those regimes develop and evolve. In Australia, consumer sector entities face significant class action risks. Australia has a well-developed class action regime underpinned by federal and state-based legislation. Class action filings are driven by numerous factors including the relative ease of commencing a representative proceeding and an active litigation funding market. Commercial litigation funders operating in the region are based in Australia or in Singapore or outside the region, predominantly in the United States, Canada and the United Kingdom. In addition to product liability class actions, which have been mentioned in an earlier episode in this series, Consumer sector entities face class action risks from a range of areas, including from employment issues and corporate disclosures. We predict that this trend will continue. Despite these developments, class actions have not been without scrutiny. Particularly in Australia, the focus on the regulation of litigation funders has increased and various law reform bodies have made recommendations suggesting changes to aspects of the regime. Turning briefly to employment class actions, in Australia, recent claims have focused on allegations relating to the underpayments of staff under an enterprise agreement or an award, or the alleged mischaracterisation of employees as casuals or independent contractors. Current underpayment proceedings include Two class actions commenced in the Federal Court of Australia. The claims allege that salaried managers were not paid for overtime hours worked under the General Retail Industry Award. A number of other actions against supermarkets and major retailers in relation to the alleged underpayment of staff are also being investigated by plaintiff law firms. Employment class actions based on the alleged mischaracterisation of employees have centred on claims made by casuals or independent contractors that they are in fact permanent employees and therefore entitled to additional benefits. We predict that in 2021 there will be further debate about issues relating to casual employees, but importantly the potential for some certainty around the definition of casual employee in Australia given that the High Court is set to consider this issue and the Australian Government has recently passed legislation which seeks to bring clarity to the definition. Securities class actions remain the most prevalent type of class action filed in Australia. They are also a viable form of class action proceeding in other jurisdictions in the region. Despite the potential for legislative reform in Australia, we predict that sustained class actions filings in the securities space will continue. Securities class actions commonly arise 
from allegations that a company listed on a securities exchange has breached aspects of the corporate law by statements that it has made or failed to have made to the market. Numerous listed consumer sector entities have been the subject of securities class actions in Australia. Notably, in 2019, the first securities class action to proceed to judgment in Australia was against major department store and retailer Meyer. Approximately 22% of all securities class actions filed in Australia between 1997 and 2018 involved consumer sector entities. Given the risk of facing a securities class action, in 2021 we expect that consumer sector businesses will need to continue, among other things, to carefully monitor the appropriateness of accounting practices, to prioritise forecasting, budgeting and reporting systems, to consider their sales and results culture so that an appropriate balance is maintained between driving performance and allowing bad news to be escalated quickly, and also ensuring that certain robust disclosure and governance policies and procedures are in place, updated if necessary and communicated to the relevant stakeholders. We predict that there will be continued debate regarding securities class actions, and in particular the appropriate test for continuous disclosure in Australia, given the recent introduction of a bill into the Federal Parliament which seeks to insert a knowledge, recklessness or negligence test into Australia's continuous disclosure obligation. Across the region, we also expect that consumer sector entities will continue to monitor the impact of class actions on the availability and cost of directors and officers insurance. With these and other developments in mind, we look forward to continuing to update you on matters relating to class actions in the consumer sector going forward. Thanks for your time.